0: What's going on, everybody? I am back one more time. Hey, guys, it's your boy, Sean Lou, a.k.a. Reverend Lewis, a.k.a. Lyle Lewis. Uh, um, you know me by my different aliases and entertainment names and whatnot. I don't need to go into too much detail of who I am. Listen, we're gonna go ahead and roll right along. As you guys know, I am a member of the Word Evangelistic Church, where my pastor is, Prophet Willie C. Townsend. My co-pastor is Prophet Denise Townsend. Um come on out. We have church, we have Bible study on Wednesdays and Fridays. We've got Sunday service starting at uh Sunday school I believe starts at 12 and service starts at 1. So I mean hey, come on out. You guys are in the Chicagoland area. Come on out, check us out. Uh if you can't make it out to the church, check us out on YouTube, check us out on Google, check us out on Facebook. Hey, we're out there, man, and we are out there just to spread the word of God, hey. All right? So, um so, on to business, as you, you you guys know what I'm here for. So, we're going to go ahead and dive into the Word of God today, all right? So, the scripture that I want to come from today is Second uh, Peter, the first chapter and the fifth verse. And it reads, and besides this giving all diligence... Add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and then of course later on in other scriptures it says you know and to knowledge temperance and the temperance patience and the patience godliness and to godliness brotherly kindness and the gather and uh, sorry into brotherly kindness charity. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, the topic of today that I want to cover is growing in salvation. A lot of things. That people, a lot of churches don't cover is how to grow in salvation, how to grow your salvation, how to stay saved. You get what I'm saying? How to move on to perfection. These are things that the Bible tells us to do. But uh, we're not being taught that in a lot of these churches because you got a lot of pastors who are out there, you know, giving a bad name to these churches because all they want is money. They're not necessarily out here trying to spread the word of God for the right reason they're out here trying to make a name for themselves they're not out here spreading the word of God for the right reason they're just out here just figuring that you know the you know um this is a good way for me to sleep with a bunch of women and you know get away with it you know what I'm saying they know that you know unfortunately you know the church market is a very gullible market and I I hate to say that but it is because you know you get it where a lot of people they go in and they put their faith in a lot of these pastors that are no good And the sad part about it is a lot of these members know that their pastors are no good. The pastors aren't teaching anything. You know what I'm saying? The pastors have no testimony for themselves. You know, the pastor is forever getting ahead while the church is forever lacking and falling behind. You know, there's a lot of different signs that show that you're underneath a bad pastor. One of the first signs, one of the first signs that shows if you're under a bad pastor, he does not teach you the word of God from the word of God. He does not teach you the word of God as far as in spirit and in truth. Bible said the word of God is truth. So if he's not teaching you the word of God in truth, what do I mean? Meaning, is he preaching on sin? Is he preaching on, you know, fornication in the church? Is he preaching on uh, 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 lust in the church? Because he should be preaching on these things to get those spirits and those people out. Not to say that he's trying to kick the people out, but you got to understand, when the word of God goes forth, if there's anybody in the church who has no intention, zero intention on doing right, the word of God will drive those people out. So that then this way... The spirit of God can flow freely in that church so that then this way, the evil leaven that they have, like the Bible says, a little leaven leavens a whole lump. The evil leaven that they have won't affect you as an individual trying to do your thing in the church. You know, you're trying to grow in God. At least you should be trying to grow in God. You should be trying to prosper in God. And I'm not just talking about naturally, like financially prospering. That's what so many people look at. Oh, the only way I know that everything is working for me and God is if, you know, I'm prospering financially. If I got money, if I got, look, God will bless you with good health. God will bless you with a peace of mind. God will bless you with peace in your home. God will bless you where your children grow up right. You know what I'm saying? There's more to God than just handing you some paper. Okay, there's more to God than just hand you a couple of nickels and dimes to satisfy you to pay your bills. I get it; we all need money. That would be the greatest thing, but you know, there's nothing greater than your salvation. There's nothing greater than a peace of mind. And believe you me, as an individual who who uh, uh, you know what I'm saying, who I could always use a few extra bucks, but I mean, at the same time, I could also use a nice peaceful mind. I can use healing in my body. These are things that I do have. You know what I'm saying? These things, you know, because with good health, I can go out and go get more money. With a peaceful mind, I can focus on other things that I need to do. Now, mind you, that's not to leave God out, but I'm just saying. You know what I'm saying? These are things that a lot of people want more than a lot of other things. You know, with my health and strength, my peaceful mind and things like that. This gives me the opportunity to be of more use to the person who gave me these things and who can give me even more. You get what I'm saying? With my peace of mind, I can be of more service to God. With me being of more service to God, the Lord can bless me in ways that I need and in ways that I want. You get what I'm saying? A lot of us are just looking for these things, uh, these superficial things, these natural things, these carnal things. Oh, I need money. I need a house. I need a car. I need a man. I need a woman. You know what I'm saying? Bible said first seek ye the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and then all these other things shall be added. But you got a lot of people who are stuck in their salvation because they're not seeking after the kingdom of God. They're seeking all the natural carnal stuff. They're seeking more time on the job, overtime, money, houses, cars, men, women, sex, parties. You know what I'm saying? They're seeking after all these things that aren't going to get them anywhere. When I first got saved, I thought that that's the way that it was supposed to be too. I thought that you were supposed to come to God and pray for houses, pray for cars, pray for all this natural stuff. But then when I was taught that you should go to God and instead of always saying, God, give me, give me, you should go to God asking God, Lord, what can I give to you? What can I do for you? How can I be of service to You. Why? Because that's me seeking after. That's one way of me seeking after the kingdom of God, by getting in the way of God to be of service to God. The other way of me seeking after God is by getting into the word of God, studying, meditating, praying, things along those lines. Why? How is that getting closer to God? How is that seeking after God? Because you're showing God you want to make your abode with him. You're showing you want God to come in and sup with you. In other words, a fellowship. That's what those things like the make our bold and the sub. In other words, that means fellowship. You want a fellowship between you and God. Every individual that's saved should have some type of fellowship between them and God. And I'm not talking about you this old religious BS where you never go to church, but you pray every now and then. No, 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 no. I'm talking about you're in church. You're following the word of God. And I mean, following the word of God from the bottom of your heart, meaning you're following the word of God. If the Lord says no fornication, you don't fornicate. If the Lord says no adultery, you stay faithful to your spouse. If the Lord says you treat your kids good, you treat your kids good. If the Lord said you put me first, you put God first no matter what. If the Lord said pay your tithes and pay them right, you do everything you can to make sure that hey, what, God, what God, what is owed unto God, what is holy unto God comes off the top. Before you pay bills, before you do anything, you make sure that God is taken care of. If the Lord said, I am the first in your life, then you put God as the head of your life. You make decisions based off what the Lord would have you to do before you make decisions based off what you would do on your own. You get what I'm saying? These are the things. But you get a lot of people who aren't doing those things. Why? They're not taught. Then you do have those that are taught. You got a lot of people that are taught, and they're taught well, but the problem is, is they just don't do it. And then they're forever trying to figure out, well, I don't understand why life isn't working out for me. I don't understand why this is going on. I don't understand why that's going on. I'm doing what the Lord told me to do. Are you really doing what the Lord told you to do? Are you really doing it and doing it correctly? Are you really doing it and doing it in a way where it's pleasing unto God? So you got to understand. You know, we're not here in salvation to please ourselves. Bible tells us we were bought with a price. What does that mean we're bought with a price? Meaning we belong to somebody else. The same way that, you know, you belong that those of us that are married belong to our spouses. You know, the Bible says that, you know, they have, you know, they have the command over our flesh. It's the same way that God rules over us. He bought us with a price. He made it to where if he says he wants us to do stuff, he purchased your soul. Through the blood of Jesus Christ. And you went and you said, hey, I accept what you've done for me. I accept that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. I accept these terms. It's just like with a loan. It's just like with signing any kind of contract. When you sign a contract, there's a certain portion. Even when you go online and you're signing up for uh, uh, websites and games and all these other kind of stuff that you sign up online for. Amazon and, and Facebook and all that. There's a terms of service. You know what I'm saying? There's a certain portion where it says terms. What does that mean? Meaning that, hey, look, if you're going to join this group, if you're going to be a part of this establishment, if you're going to uh, uh, download this game to your phone, if you're going to be a part of this Facebook group, if you're going to download Facebook, whatever it is, they're saying, hey, look, here are some rules. Here are some regulations. These are your rights. And these are the rights that we reserve for ourselves. Do you agree to that? And you check the box, or you sign your name saying, yeah, it's the same way in God. When we became saved, we basically signed our names saying, I accept the terms that you've set for me, Lord. This is the reason why the word of God is the way that it is. It lays out all the terms of how God would have for us to do things so that we can be reconciled back unto him. I say this all the time. Remember, we need God God does not need us. Okay? God wants us. He said he's not willing that any shall perish, but I assure you. Now, that's what the word says. But if you look through the word of God, if something has to perish, it is what it is. He'll let you perish. Why? Because if you look at it, it's never that God pushed you into perishing. You did it yourself. But these things happen to individuals who are not trying to grow in their salvation. This thing happened to individuals who instead of growing, they backslide. These things happen to individuals that instead of growing, they're at a standstill. These things happen to individuals that instead of growing and seeking after God, they decided that they don't want to do anything. Can you make it to heaven just at that point? Well, I'm going to tell you like this. The Bible says that without faith, you know what I'm saying? Without faith, it's impossible to please God. In the book of James, it says faith without works is dead. When you're trying to grow in your salvation, that's part of you showing your works of salvation, your working of faith. Because you're trying to show, Lord, I'm trying to get closer to you. Because I understand that the closer I am to you, the closer I am to making it to heaven. The closer I am to really, really, really being with you. Now, here's the question. Is that what you're doing? Are you truly genuinely trying to get closer to God? Are you truly genuinely trying to reach out and touch God? Are you truly genuinely trying to get closer to God, have him come and sup with you, make his abode with you, make himself known unto you? Are these things that you're genuinely trying to do? Meaning, are you following the word of God, the way that the word of God is being preached? Not according to your own knowledge, not according to your own mind, not according to your own righteousness, not according to what this unsaved religious person told you, not according to what this person who's smoking, drinking, and fornicating, but they go to church every now and then and they want to try to tell you, oh, you ain't got to do all that. No, are you following the word of God the way that it is intended for you to follow the word of God? the word of God tells you to do something, are you doing it? If it tells you not to do something, are you not doing it? If it tells you the kind of mindset you're supposed to be in, are you struggling and fighting to make sure you stay in that mindset? If it tells you how your heart is supposed to be towards God and towards other people, are you making sure to gain control of your heart that it stays in that direction of where the Lord wants it to go? These are important factors that you have to look into. Because if you're not doing these things, how can you grow? See, growth in an individual is not something that's just going to happen. There are certain aspects of growth, like as far as you growing physically, but you growing mentally is up to you. You growing emotionally is up to you. This is the reason why you got a lot of people they are not emotionally, you know, they they. For, I, I'll call it they're emotionally immature. What do I mean? Meaning they're quick-tempered. They're easy to cry. They're, 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 you know what I'm saying? They're really, they're, you know, they're very touchy. Why? They never train themselves to be tougher. They never train themselves to be more patient. They never train themselves to put up, be more tolerable. But this is what the scripture was saying. Let's read it. Let's go into the scripture, all right? It says, And besides this, giving all diligence, me all respect, giving all diligence, all respect, add to your faith. This to your faith. And of course you came into salvation with faith. You have to have some kind of faith to get saved. Right? Right. But it says you got to add to your faith. You can't just come into salvation and just have that be it. You have to add to it. You get married. What do you do? You add other members of the family by having children, right? Before, it was just you as an individual. Then you went and got a husband or a wife. Then you went and got kids. Then you went and got a dog. Then you went and got a cat and goldfish. And you know what I'm saying? You add it to your family to make it grow. Then you encourage your kids. Grow up. Get married. Have kids. Give me some grandbabies. You encourage growth. You grew your family by encouraging your kids to go out and give you some grandchildren. And then have your grandchildren go ahead and give you great-grandchildren. And then when you died, you said, hey, I want y'all to continue on. You let the family continue to grow. Some of you are business owners. You went in a business with nothing but a dream. All you had was an idea, a dream, a goal, a vision. That's all you had. And you took that and you built on top of it. You went and got courses, you went and got mentors, you went and got materials, you went and got equipment, you went and got landscape, you got buildings, you got uh, 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 customers, you got clients, you got a product. Why? Because these were important things in building your business. You went to work, you're an individual that has a job, you built your skills, you didn't walk into your job just knowing exactly what to do. No, most people go into their job, they only have an idea of what needs to be done. The job has to tell you the specifics of how they operate. So you went and you learned how the company did things. You learned their ways, their policies, their techniques, their strategies. And you use what they taught you to grow, to get promoted. To get uh, 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 The raises To move up in the company To gain more respect and prestige in the company So if you've got to do that In every aspect of life You go to school and do it You go to work and do it You start your business and do it Hell you do it in your backyard You start a garden You start your lawn Right You go and you grow your lawn What do you do? You cut it You water it Put seed down You know what I'm saying? You want to start your garden, you plant the seeds, make sure you till the soil and do all that kind of stuff. Make sure to keep all the critters out of it so they don't come in eating all the stuff. And you build on top of it. So if that's how everything else works, why shouldn't that be the same in salvation? It is. But again, it's up to you. Notice, there's a lot of things in your life. It didn't just come to you. Majority of us, We didn't get in the position that we're in at our job because it was just handed to us. No, we had to work and prove ourselves to the company, to our bosses, to our supervisors, to our fellow employees, that we are worthy candidates of this promotion, of this raise, of this title, of this position. But it took growth. It's the same way in salvation. the Bible said, and besides it's giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue. There should be something about you, you know what I'm saying? An aura about you. and I know that this may sound kind of weird to a lot of people, but there should be something about you, a virtue about you, meaning an inner presence about you that shines. people should see it you don't necessarily always have to go above and beyond to have people see it just go and live your everyday life people will see it eventually hey they'll see it and they'll get glory to your father which is in heaven is add to your faith virtue meaning add to your faith meaning your inner presence of, of inner inner godliness and i don't mean self-righteousness There should be something in you stirred up The Holy Ghost should be in you The Spirit of God That should be in you Just forever manifesting itself In many different ways And it should be forever growing Because you should be forever adding to it Faith You add virtue Virtue you add knowledge And into virtue add knowledge get an understanding of what you're doing, man. You got a lot of people have no knowledge of a lot of different things of God or salvation of their church or their pastor. You got to get the knowledge of these things. You know what I'm saying? Why do you need to get the knowledge of these things? From knowledge comes wisdom. You know what I'm saying? We, how does one become wise? Well, you have to grow. And how do you become wise? How do you grow into wisdom? You have to get a lot of experience. With experience comes knowledge. With knowledge comes wisdom. Providing you're forever trying to refine it. You take the knowledge that you have, you weigh the pros and cons, you see what works, you see what doesn't work. Then you can go and tell somebody, hey, I did this, this and that, that and this. You got this going on, this is where you need to go. Why? You have the experience. Experience it comes from knowledge. Wisdom comes from Knowledge. But make sure it's godly knowledge. You got a lot of people who are very wise in the ways of the world. Very wise as far as how to cheat the government. Wise as far as how to get ahead uh, in dishonest means. Wise in ways that's not pleasing unto God. You got to be careful of that. If you're professing salvation, you got to be careful of that. Because you're going to have a lot of times where there's open opportunity to do wrong. But your virtue, your faith, your knowledge shall automatically pull you back to the word of God and bring up to your remembrance. Hey, look, the Lord said this is that this is how things are supposed to happen. That's how things are supposed to happen. Not like that. We can't go down that path. But it's up to you. You got to add to yourself knowledge so that then this way you know the right ways to go. You got a lot of people, they want to pretend like they don't know the right way to go. You know which way you're supposed to go. You have the knowledge. The Bible tells us that all men have knowledge of God. All men have knowledge of good and evil. Thanks to Adam and Eve, you have knowledge of good and evil. I don't see none of y'all walking around just naked like, oh yeah, there's nothing wrong with it. And I mean, you're like walking around like oblivious to the fact that you're naked. Like you're looking down like... What's naked? I don't know what naked is. I, I, this is how I always am. No, all of us have it where no, I need clothes. I'm naked. I can't walk around like this. All of us have a knowledge of God and His eternal power and Godhead. You know that man doesn't control the sun. You know the man doesn't. You know that man doesn't control the moon. You know that man doesn't control the winds. You know that man doesn't control the waters. They may harness these things, but they don't control them. The difference to harness and to control. To control means you control the source. To harness means you take from the source, you take that, and then you find a way to uh uh you find a way to bring it in and use it for your benefit. Man has harnessed the power of the sun, they have not taken control of the power of the sun. Man has not taken control of the power of the moon. Man is not taking control, control of the power of the earth, they have harnessed it through growing crops. harnessed it through uh, 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 learning irrigation systems. harnessed it through sewage and pipes and all that. Other. They harness different techniques to take the, these powerful elements and learn how to use them for their benefits. But they do not have them at the source to where they will have 100% full control. Why? Because God is in control. He shares his glory with no man. But you got to take it into consideration that you got to understand these are things that you will not know unless you grow in knowledge. You get to learn, God. You get to learn and get wisdom of, of how things work. I'm not saying I know how everything works, but I have a very good idea of how a lot of things works. Most things work. Why? Because I always refer back to God. Go to God. Study. Pray, and I can find out the Lord can help give me insight to information that's going on. And if he can't give it to me, hey, he delivered it over the pulpit. He'll tell me how things are going. He'll tell me what's what. He'll tell me what, you know, things I should touch, things I shouldn't touch, where I should go, how things work. Why? God has all knowledge. God has all wisdom. That's the reason why the Bible said, if any man lack wisdom, if any man lack knowledge, let him ask of God who gave it to all men liberally. Meaning gives it to you freely. But it's about if you want it. It's about if you want to grow. It's about if you want the knowledge. Do you want the wisdom? Do you want uh, the virtue? Do you want the faith? Do you want the brotherly kindness? Do you want all these different things that God has to offer? A lot of people claim they do and they don't. Well, why do they claim they do? Because they don't want to look bad in front of their family. Because they're trying to impress a parent or a grandparent or an aunt or uncle. They're trying to impress the pastor or whatever the case may be. Understand this. I love my pastor. I love him dearly. I will do anything that the Lord would have for me to do for him. But I'm not there to impress him. Why? I don't serve my pastor. I serve God. If I strive to serve God. I'll impress my pastor. You want to know why? Your pastor is supposed to be tied into God. And as long as your pastor can see that you're truly doing, you're truly doing whatever it takes to serve God from the bottom of your heart according to the word of God, he'll be impressed. How do I know? Look at how it is in the Bible. People have done great things for God, towards God, in God, and the Lord gave them, you know what I'm saying, the Lord recognized it one way or another you think God won't do that today? every now and then you get your pastor say hey look you know, I see some good things in you I see the Lord dealing with you, I see this, I see that keep going, you know, the Lord sees you the Lord recognizes you, hey, you get a message every now and then where the Lord tells you hey, I'm watching you, I know, I know what you're going through and you know, I either like or I dislike what I see change it or keep it up, one or the other but you got got, again these things happen when you grow these things happen when you strive for god these things happen when you're doing things according to the way the word of god tells you to do them a lot of people aren't having success because they're not being obedient to what god told them to do and how god told them to do it if god said go this way then go that way the way the lord told you to look at all the people in the bible who the Lord told them to go one way or another, and then they went their own way. Look at how, how. what's the success rate on that? But I guarantee you, Satan promised them all kinds of this or told them all kinds of that. Hey, if you do it like this, you know, you got this going on, you do it like that. Hey, you know, you'll get these benefits and this and that, and that and this. But what it didn't tell you is one, you're losing your soul, two, you didn't tell you the price you're going to have to pay to get these things. And then on top of that, three, after you get up paying all those prices and this and that, whatever the case may be, you wind up dying and having to be where your soul is lost because you were more of a servant of Satan than you were of God. But if you serve God, it's not going to matter what exactly it is. Um, areas where you fall short. There's a lot of things that the Lord will overlook. There's a lot of things that the Lord will forgive you for. There's a lot of things because the Lord sees that you're striving and trying because you want him. But that's only if you want him. How do you prove that you want him? You gotta go after him. How do you prove that? By growing. Like the Bible says, you grow, you add to your your, your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge, to knowledge temperance. Meaning you gotta be even-tempered. You can't be one flying off the handle every single time something happens. There you go. You're the first one want to get upset. Then you go to the first one want to go cursing people out. Then you go to the first person want to just be mad for whatever reason. Things don't go your way. I'm just going to get mad and pout and this and that and this. No, that's not godly. That's not godly. Temperance. You know what I'm saying? Meaning, you know what I'm saying? You're, 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 you're not quick-tempered. But you're the one who's slow to have a bad a, a, a bad temper. You're one who's slow to anger. Some people have to learn to do that. But as long as you're striving in that area to become, hey, you see that you're weak in that area, you go you make sure you do everything you can to strive in your area to strengthen that. You know what I'm saying? And it says to temperance. And temperance, patience. Temperance and patience work hand in hand. Because if you have patience, you'll be able to control your temper. Add to yourself patience. Meaning patience not only in dealing with people, but patience in waiting on God. Patience in believing and knowing that everything's going to be okay. Where you got no other way out. again if you don't try to grow into these things it'll never happen it's the same way if you don't never as a child if a child never tries to take his first step they'll never learn how to walk If they never reach out and try to lift the legs and try to move it forward they'll never learn to crawl if they never try to swing their arms one way and kick and, and swing their arms the other way and kick they'll never learn to roll over As they grew, they learned these things. It's the same with you. Look, it's not just that you're just supposed to just get them. You got to learn these things. You got to be taught these things. This is the reason why I was saying earlier, it's important that you get in the right kind of church. You got to have a pastor that's teaching you and teaching you the right way. Being taught the right way is so much different than just being taught. Okay? It's one thing to go to a church that is actually teaching you the word of God and actually uh, 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 teaching you how to be pleasing unto God through the word of God. You know what I'm saying? The basis of that church is the word of God as opposed to the teaching of a church that's just calling themselves a church. A pastor that gets up and preaches anywhere from, 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 from 30 and 45 minutes to two and three hours is a lot different, has a whole different message, has a whole different energy and feel about them. And the pastor who gets up there and just says something for maybe 5, 10, 15 minutes. So I said that. Let's go ahead and finish up the scripture. And, it, you know, it says, and uh, let's see. Uh, where were we? Um, temperance, patience, and the patience, godliness, meaning holiness, righteousness. How do you get holiness and righteousness? How do you become more godly? Follow the word of God. I mean, I don't, like, you don't understand? Like, what better way to become more godly than to learn from the Bible where God inspired all the scriptures that shows you how to get closer to Him? Even the stories help you to get closer to Him because, like, the Bible says these things were written for our ammunition. There's certain uh, uh, pitfalls and traps that Satan has laid for us even today that he laid for people way, way, way back then. they still work on individuals today. But if you grow in godliness, you learn to see these things and move around them. You learn to be more patient, be more temperate. You know what I'm saying? You learn to be of more service and of love to individuals, which is going to be the next set of uh, things. Um... And it says, let's see, where are we? Um, uh, patience, God, it's a godliness, brotherly kindness, and the brotherly kindness charity, meaning forms of love. Because God is love. But you got to understand what kind of God, what kind of love God is exactly. God is a forgiving God, that's love. But with God being a forgiving God, do you really honestly think that he's going to tolerate how certain things have gone? How we've gone and do things our way? No, he's not going to tolerate that. Not if you're professing salvation. Why? He's not going to let you misrepresent him. Same when you're not going to let your children misrepresent you when they go to school. So I said that in my clothes. When you're growing in salvation, make sure, one, that you're being taught the right way to grow, to stay safe, to be safe. Make sure you're being taught properly. If you're not being taught properly, by all means, check. keep, keep, keep tuning into my podcast. I'm going to keep dropping regular nuggets every time. Anywhere from every day to every week, you know, depending on, you know, however the Lord moves upon me. But I keep dropping all kinds of things for you. Go back and listen to the other podcasts. They've got great things. And I assure you, I'll cover topics. Hey, you need to know something. You need to, you need to, I've been taught in a wide range of stuff. Not only have I been taught in a wide range of things, I have a, a very vast amount of experience. I really honestly do in a lot of different areas you know, even though I'm, I'm young I have lots of experience in my youth tons of experience from my youth that I can use in, 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 you know, I'm still young but you know what I'm saying I've been through a lot I've gone through a lot I've learned a lot I've experienced a lot I have a lot of experience that I can give and hey, if you got a question and I can't get it, I don't have the answer, I'll happily do everything I can to go get the answer for you. But here's the problem with when you ask questions. Ask a question wanting the answer. Ask a question wanting the truth. Don't go asking questions that you don't want the truth to. You want to ask this question but you really don't want the answer. You want to ask this question but you don't want me to tell you the truth. Don't do that. Don't waste your time If you don't want the truth If you don't want the right answer Don't waste your time And answer the question But if you want to be right In the eyesight of God If you want to be right According to the scriptures Of the word of God And for whatever reason You're not being taught Your pastor isn't coming at the part Or whatever the case may be Tune in To the Word Evangelistic Church On YouTube My pastor has podcast Not podcast But uh, uh, episode after episode After episode of the Word of God that can answer all kinds of questions. I have my podcast that can answer all kinds of questions. You can email me at L R A S H A U N L E W I S at Gmail or at yahoo.com and ask, hey, type it in, hey, such and such such from the, from the Pain Fighter podcast. Hey, I got a question for you. I'll respond. Unfortunately, if I don't respond, it's only because of for whatever reason. Uh, your your message was probably wasn't sent to my inbox It might have been sent to my junk mold. But I search through those things all the time To make sure I don't miss anybody And if I have missed you If any of you that I've missed out there Please forgive me I'll get around to you Email me again You know what I'm saying Put on there Hey Lyle I'm from the podcast So that I know to make sure to open your email You can message me on, message, on Facebook Messenger Lyle Lucky Lewis L-Y-I-E-L L-U-C-K-Y L-E-W-I-S You can find me on Facebook So with having said that, you guys know where to find me. I'm here for you. I want to help. You know what I'm saying? If I can give you information, knowledge, wisdom, or whatever, or hell, if I can't give it to you, but I can go find somebody who can give it to you. But like I said, you got to be willing to grow. You got to be willing to accept the truth of, of, of how things are. And you got to go with it from there, looking to only do better and only do more in the right direction. So this is me, Sean Liu, Lyle Lucky Lewis. I'm signing off, guys. It was a pleasure going going over this message with you. Go ahead and keep tuning me in. I have another message for you guys very soon, all right? Love you. God bless.